This is the Right Way Podcast. Right Way Podcast. The 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 Right Way Podcast. Mark, thank you so much for joining me on the Right Way Podcast program today. How are you doing? Uh, really well. Thanks, Samuel. Thanks for having me. Brilliant. Happy to have you. So what I wanted to just give a little bit of an overview first and foremost, because I'm always interested, particularly for artists festivals and how they've been impacted with the pandemic and how they're faring sort of post-pandemic. So this isn't your first year as one of the co-creative directors for the Addy Road, Addy Road Writers Festival. So give us a little bit of an overview first and foremost as to how you kind of came to be involved within this position and kind of how the festival has been going post-pandemic. Okay, well, uh, Addy Road Riders Festival is about to celebrate its third birthday. Um, our very first one was in 2021. Mm. Uh, that was initiated by me, uh, uh, and it was p- partly a reaction to dissatisfaction around the Sydney Riders Festival and a sense of uh, a lot of riders and voices uh not being represented or, or or left out one way or another. Um, but it, it was as much a reaction, I think, you know, maybe a little unconsciously to COVID and the lockdowns mm. that were beginning to happen as well. And just this desire for uh, community and engagement and gathering together that was w- with people, you know, deep down in, in their being. And basically all I did really was contact uh, a bunch of writers and, friends that I knew and asked them to put the word out and picked up a few recommendations like the friends of friends, six of degrees of separation vibe. And we pulled the whole thing together in about three weeks. People just donated all their time and services for free. Uh, and Addy Road Community Organisation in Marrickville, you know, down here at the community centre, got right behind it and gave us a venue uh, because they felt it it had a contribution to make uh, in terms of mental well-being and community solidarity. And it was a really, really great day. Like it was something special. Mm. So then 2022, uh, Sheila Nockfam, who's artistic co-director this year as well, mm. you know, joined with me and she brought a whole other network of people. Um, the Addy Road Community Organisation managed to get some funding from Inner West Council to help out. Uh, although Addy Road really supplies a, a hell of a lot of resources and the spaces and volunteers, the organisational energy, everything. So it's, it's a big thing for the community to do. And last year's one really blasted out. We got about mm. 500 people. We had two venues. Uh, it just expanded exponentially. So now we're at our... our our third occasion, and it's Saturday the 20th of May. We, we've kind of set a day that happens just before Sydney Riders Festival happens, so that we kind of function as this sort of gadfly come fringe, unofficial fringe event. Um, and, you know, hopefully we kind of help stimulate the week as well and, and offer both alternatives and additional energy to, to make the, the whole kind of literary storytelling vibe of the city go off. Yeah, well, good, good summation. So... First and foremost, what's the collaborative process between you and Sheila as being co co artistic directors? I'm always interested in that when there's when there's two people sort of working close by one another. Oh, the collaborative thing with Sheila Nockfam and I as artistic co directors is it's pretty organic, really. Like hmm. uh, often we just bat ideas back and forth. Um, I find Sheila really easy to talk to, so 
you know, like any kind of conversation over a coffee or on social media, you know, we, you know, we're winching about this and that and gossiping about this and that and then saying, hey, have you heard this writer or have you have you read this essay? So we're sharing articles and, and just our thoughts. And, I mean, the great thing about working with Sheila is I feel like I can say anything and, and not be misunderstood. Mm. Uh, so there's a lot of good faith in the conversations um and it's you know it's kind of a fun process really uh and i guess in a working sense what has tends to happen is we each kind of create uh, the the panels that that we're into through our contacts and Mm. then some of the cases there are kind of overlapping panels where it's sort of a mixture of, of what both sheila and i think in the context that we have and this year, we're trying to make the whole process of the Addy Road Writers Festival more uh, collaborative, uh, if that's the the right word. Mm. Um, so we're getting uh, other writers uh, to um, to to curate their, their their own sort of panels or events. You know, so it's not like she and I want to control everything. We want to somehow keep a an, an open energy to things. Mm. Uh, we want people to. Um, yeah, to, to you know, it's corny to, to use the word, but for people to feel empowered. You know, one of the things I'm really interested in is this notion of kind of decentralised cultural power mm. so that you don't just have the Sydney Writers Festival, but you have a whole bunch of other festivals and smaller events. Uh, and this is, it's like a bigger garden and the healthier it all gets above and below, the better it is for everybody. And that's true of the Addy Road Writers Festival as well. So we had a a, a young writer um, come to us uh, wanting to sort of organize Tina Wang wanting to organize a a poetry for beginners workshop. So that was a really nice idea, uh, and we've combined her with Raiko Craig, who's um, works at uh, uh, storytelling over in Redfern, and they're going to do a really nice thing in the morning for people who are wanting to sort of begin the process or feel more confident ab- about putting poetry together. And it's probably a good thing for people who are wanting to write lyrics and songs as well. But on a different sort of level, we've got someone like uh, Jackie Dent who's got a book out called The, the Great Dead Body Teachers uh, that's about what, what happened when her, her grandparents donated their bodies to a university uh, for medical sort of study. And she got interested in that whole kind of culture around it. And she's talking with Jackie Bailey, who's this funeral director. And it's all about death and the body and all the processes that happen afterwards in, in science and in religion and in our rituals and and, and what the body and what the what death itself might mean to us. And and Jackie put that panel together herself. So we're trying to 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 both deal with the the subjects of, of the, the authors want to kind of promote in terms of books and ideas, but also give them some latitude to create what they're doing, along with what we put together ourselves. Good to hear in terms of uh, the partnership with Sheila, and as you said, the, the festival has grown exponentially, and it's you know it's three years now, third year. Um, so I would imagine that that would be vital in order to ensure that everything's put on because you just wouldn't have the sort of the amount of able bodies as some of the larger festivals would, particularly at this stage. But in terms of, yeah, the balance of all the latitude that you said, giving performers and guests some latitude as well as autonomy plus collaborating with the broader team is 
something to admire and behold, particularly, yeah, just the the kind of innately sort of chaotic ways that festivals can be kind of put together, I guess, and sort of trying to navigate through that. Yeah, I mean, it's a funny thing. It, it's kind of happened naturally. I mean, Addy Road Community Organisation is a, a, a community centre and space, mm. and so it's pretty kind of street level. Uh, the venues are a little bit kind of raw. It's more of a more like a extended warehouse party kind of vibe to some extent. Uh, but we're trying to bring quality to the occasion as well. And there's a more of a rock and roll feel to it because mm. um, we're kind of interested in, not just in sort of novelists and nonfiction writers speaking, but poets and songwriters and the kind of wider expression of storytelling across different media as a part of the festival. So that gives it a different kind of tone and energy. Uh, and on the day, like we're going to have like a Ethiopian food tent, uh, there's an Egyptian uh, food van, street food van as well, and the Fijian community, I, I think uh, I, I mentioned, were they're going to have a barbecue and Fijian food. So there's 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 a that whole there's a sense of it being like a literary fair mm. in some ways, uh, and that make, means it's more available, less intimidating, friendly, and more open. It's 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 you know the, the tickets are cheap through Humanitics. Everything's everything's just a bit more accessible without sort of sacrificing the high standards of conversation or literary inquiry and. It's it's that again. It goes to that communal root uh, that's at the heart of the festival. Yeah, well said. I mean, if you can get the balance of of making it accessible while still retaining that sort of literary vibe, then that certainly got me interested. Tell me about the theme this year because it's in a worlds, I believe, and I would really like to know a little bit. Uh, have you talk a little bit about that, Mark, as to what that is to you, and sort of what this this broad overarching theme is, and how this sort of unites all these disparate creatives okay well the the inner world's theme in a way we'd already Sheila and I'd already started uh talking to writers and getting them involved and we were starting to think about some sort of thread that that might help things cohere a little more a part of the idea was just this obvious sense that we're living this strange public and private life at once on on online Mm. ways we never have before but there's something very thin about that uh, new sort of reality of, of the public and the private and there's there is also a sense of the sort of the the polarized way of, of things in terms of debate and where people are at so there's sort of a strange sense that we're living public lives but particularly writers and and public intellectuals are having to tread uh, very uh, carefully and kind of protect their inner worlds at the same time their inner worlds are what mm. drives their creativity and what drives people to um, <clears throat> uh, relate to them. And, and, you know, that's that's what art and novels and poetry are, and songs are, are about, this sense of empathy and, and familiarity. So there's all these sort of increased tensions between the the intimate and the private and the public and the rep- the representations of ourselves in public that may not, not may not be the same thing as who we really are. All, all that that funny volatile area is is partly kind of meant to connect to that inner world's theme, but on, on a more simple level, uh, it, you know, it's it's in the inner west. There's the inner worlds of, of uh, place uh, and geography. There's the inner worlds of the multicultural communities that mm. 
Addie Road works with as a community organisation. There's the inner worlds, the hidden worlds of class that people don't like to talk about so much in Australia. There's the inner worlds of, of, of generational division because one of the other nice things about the Addie Road Riders Festival is it, it's meant to be a kind of intergenerational, across-generational uh, celebration or, or attempt to bring different voices together, young, you know, middle-aged, old, because it's about the ideas, not this sort of conflict uh, between generations that I believe is a bit of a, a distraction from what I'd call the, the main game, which is really the politics and the aesthetics that we want to uh, share and explore mm -hmm. in. Um, so it, it just seemed like a inner worlds just seemed like a, a, a neat kind of way to to grab at some of those ideas. Both multi-person kind of all-encompassing, I guess, as a sort of themes so that's, particularly with how you just like listed the different sort of applications to the way in which it brings everyone together. What um, I, I know it's a bit hard and you've already touched on a couple of different events that are coming up at the, at the day, but what are some of, I mean, you've got a Camus discussion as well that um, I'd love to hear a little bit about, give a brief overview about that, Mark, as well as anything else that you might want listeners to know about too. There's quite a lot and it's all listed on the site, which I'm going to put into the bio of this episode, but tell, talk a little bit about the Camus talk that's coming up and everything else. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's a big day. We've got two venues. Really uh, we've is. got an art gallery show. Um, the the panel I'm on uh, is uh, about, uh, it's called Albert Camus in Sydney, not that Camus ever met, came to Sydney really, but it's about, really it sparks off the way in which his book The Plague became such a big work uh, during the pandemic, you know, all over the world, you know, it became a bestseller again, mm. 40, 50 after it first came out but I, I think the that that book in particular and his work more generally continues to resonate because there's a second plague going on that I think is has to do with inequality and economic insecurity uh, and Camus in all his work and in his life as a public intellectual explored and was at the center of problems around how you conduct yourself ethically what your working life means how you speak up in public, making mistakes in public mm. and and stepping back from them, uh, you know, both as a human being and a, as a political uh, and philosophical thinker. So it's about the novels and, and about the, the role of the public intellectual and the kind of lessons maybe that, that Camus offers for, about being, being human and being brave and making mistakes in another era that have relevance to now. So... I'm doing that with Michelle Hamadash, who's an academic and a short story writer from Macquarie University. Uh, she knows a hell of a lot about Camus and his work and has a very kind of close understanding with Algeria, which is where Camus was sort of born. At that time, it was French Algeria, and, and then it fought for its independence. So she brings a whole sort of wealth of of knowledge um, and and a sense of the the more sort of the political colonial aspects to the work and what's going on too. But that'll be, a for me, that's a, a really great panel. But the one that starts the day, I think, at 11am is going to be a really important one as well. It's called Bad Art Mother, and that's with um, uh, Edwina Preston. It's named after her novel that's been shortlisted for a whole bunch of awards and she's talking with the poets Magdalena Ball and, and Gillian Swain. And really, as the title suggests, they're reflecting on, on motherhood, on making art, 
on the multiple lives that that that, that women have to live in live rather in the modern world and and, and the difficulties in, in in trying to sort of do all these things well and find some freedom and independence and not get smashed back by the existential and, and sort of social struggles mm. that, that that those different roles sort of press upon you um so it's a very sort of strongly sort of feminist oriented uh panel in some respects but you know as a male i can relate as a mm. as a as a parent and a father and the same sort of struggles that's what made me love edwina's book and love the work of um magdalena and um gillian in terms of their their poetry i can i can understand those feelings and those those complications uh and i think that's that's that panel's going to reach a lot of people and you don't have to be a poet or a novelist to sort of be aware of those tensions between your working life you know your your parental life and 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 how that affects your relations with your your partner your kids and Mm -hmm. and most of all the need to find some kind of forgiveness and kindness for yourself in order to sort of battle on and find a bit of freedom mm. well there's so much to choose from and given that it's on the the one day it really truly is a veritable jam-packed day of events but what i kind of wanted to close with mark is i wanted to know because I, I guess there's a few different ways that you can measure the success of a festival probably by virtue of the amount of attendance particularly when it's proliferating as it has with the past two consecutive years what would you classify, what would you like to see on the day and what would you classify as a successful day in terms of uh, crowd engagement and stuff like that? Uh, well, Sheila and I have actually talked about this thing of not wanting the festival to get too big mm. um, because the the intimacy of the festival is a kind of key to its success yeah, uh, across everything from the curation and the conversations with writers and the sense of them having some control or input uh, over panels th- through to the way people mix because the, the the physical nature of Addy Road in Marrickville is such that, like I was saying, it's more of a, almost more like a, a literary warehouse party kind mm. of vibe. There's no green room, so the writers and poets and musicians are mingling with the, the crowd. Everybody's kind of uh, swimming amongst one another, so it's very easy to encounter and speak to people on all kinds of levels so that's a really great sort of community feeling to it so I, I guess I, I'd measure it less by by numbers in, in fact I, I'm scared of it getting too out of control and and losing that intimacy you know mm. like I'd almost if it got that if it's that's not a bad problem to have but <laughs> you'd all, I'd almost want to somehow restrain the horses and mm. and slow it down but just the sense that people can come along uh be stimulated by good conversation and ideas and be kind of reawakened and energized to a sense of being a part of a community in all its true diversity uh and uh which includes disagreement you know we should be able to engage Definitely. with people we don't like or agree with that's one of the the critical things absent from social media so-called communities Mm. the ability to to accept an idea that you don't you don't agree with or don't like and i think being in a physical space and and to hear an idea across time for a half hour or an hour in a in a deep conversation allows you to sort of have a a sort of a deeper 
connection, which maybe brings us back to the inner world's idea because it's really about reaching into people and reminding them of their their humanity and giving them ideas that that strengthen them to you know keep going forward because these times are difficult on all kinds of levels and 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 people need to to feel that there's something uh, heroic about their lives and, and and in the ideas that are, are there in in books and music and poetry that can sort of restore us and and take us forward. I do like it in terms of what you said there with the reaching sort of beyond the veneer of of the decorum or what is sort of the civilised way in which we project ourselves, particularly upon social media and sort of sanitised opinions, et cetera. And then to, for the idea of the festival would be on the day, I guess, to engage on a deep and true level with artists and creatives as well as members of the community might not necessarily identify as themselves being, you know, fueled by creativity but no less kind of... Uh, shaped or defined by that and sort of what they absorb. So I think it's a, it's a nice message and it's a nice sort of day for creatives and members of the public to really mingle and have something meaningful achieved from it, I guess. Yeah, it's a, like, like I say, like the, the cost of the festival is very modest. Uh, um, you know, like we'll have a jumping castle for kids, you know, there'll be outside you know there's like will be a kind of avenue with marquees um you know egyptian ethiopian uh and fijian food um yeah. so there's all these things that are, are not you know may, it, not as not your not your usual uh lit festival yeah. uh and uh and that goes to some sort of warmth and, and looseness that 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 uh I think it'll kind of energize energize the day and, and make it more enjoyable for people. Well, I'm keen for it. So, Mike, look, absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for appearing on the show today, talking about Andy yeah, yeah, thanks. I really appreciate it. So, everyone, there you go. There you have it. That was me and Mike Mordu talking about the upcoming Addy Road Writers Festival that is happening the 20th of July, which is next Saturday. Absolutely jam-packed schedule there for the festival. Uh, I'm going to post that link into the bio of this episode so that you can check it out and get your tickets, get them uh, while they are hot to avoid disappointment. But yeah, huge thanks to Mark for talking to me on the show and being the co-artistic director for the Addy Road Writers Festival along with Sheila. And yeah, huge thanks to all the Addy Road Writers Festival team for putting on such a great, and I would say without a shred of exaggeration, a vital writers festival for the local community. And yeah, so be sure to come on down to check out some of the events. I myself will be there for one as well. Um, yeah, huge thanks again to Mark. Huge thanks while I'm in the thank you mood, of course, to you for listening to this particular episode, as well as what we like to call the ever proliferating back catalogue there of the show. If you listen to this on Spotify, be sure to give a cheeky follow uh, or on Apple iTunes as well. Um, and yeah, be sure to tell your friends, your neighbors, your enemies about the show, as well as following the at the right way podcast Instagram feed, as well as my personal at Samuel Elliott author Instagram as well to stay abreast of all the latest developments and the upcoming guests for the show. Uh, but for now, I bid you a lovely day and I look forward to seeing you next weekend at the Addy Road Writers Festival.